Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. On. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I am your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Georges Cassiotis. George is the co-founder of GeorgesCassiotis.com, a client-centric digital agency that specializes in online communication and advertising. By implementing advanced online strategies, they communicate your company's message directly to your target audience. Their fields of specialization include content and SEO, and above all else, they help small companies reach big goals. George, how are you doing today? Hey, Morgan. Thanks for having me, man. I'm okay. I'm fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you kind of walk us through your background and kind of how you got into online business, online marketing, and how it led to what you're doing now? Yeah, sure. So I started a few years ago from the comfort of my own house managing social media pages for local businesses mainly. That mainly involved content curation, posting, copywriting, some social ads, Facebook and Instagram in particular, and some community building. At that time, I focused on promoting local events of large scale and did pretty well while doing so. But even though I was happy with how things were going, I felt that there was something more than that. I felt that there was something missing. So I started searching for my first clients outside of Greece, which is my home country, of course. And after a couple of months of of trying and searching, I landed a couple of international clients and tried to help them mainly with social media and with other marketing needs they may had. At the same time, I started to realize the potential that content creation could have in my personal development and authority building. And so I started posting on LinkedIn and Facebook. A few months after that, I started getting some traction. And the first inbound messages from prospective clients started hitting my inbox. I started closing and working with some of them. Of course, needless to say that in the beginning, I was saying yes to almost everything. I mean, I wanted to learn new skills. I wanted to learn new things. And that helped me be exposed to various marketing-related projects and solve various marketing-related issues. From social media, which mostly helps your top of the funnel, I moved to the bottom line with lead generation, cold emailing, some more social ads, but this time for B2B, which makes a big difference. 
complete funnel creation for sales, and of course, content and SEO. While I was doing client work, Morgan, I realized three things. First, there was a particular service my clients felt that they are getting the most value out of, that this particular service is something I enjoy doing more than other things, and that this service has the highest profit margin for my business. So it was pretty obvious to me that I had to pivot, sort of speak, and focus on content and SEO, which is what I did. I stopped offering any other services and doubled down my efforts and resources on content and SEO. Of course, it wasn't easy, but specialization, I get it now, is the best thing you can do with your career and personal development in general. And of course, that brings us to now, where I'm working as a marketing consultant, helping tech companies with their content and SEO efforts, and providing consulting to mainly SaaS startups with their marketing needs. Awesome. Sounds like you've done a lot, a lot of different forms of marketing in your career. And obviously you've had some experience in sales and as selling your consulting product and then figuring out, being able to kind of dig through the data of your portfolio and then kind of sales that you're making to customers and how you're serving them. The most profitable, or the 80-20 piece of what you have to offer. Um, curious to hear when it comes to content and SEO, how have you seen this type of marketing change over the last several years and, and kind of where is it heading? The difference is uh, it's really huge. And I mean, it's happening right now. I see that we marketers tend to overdo it with things. And I guess that the past few years, we overdid it with everything related to content from ebooks to landing pages, to calculators, to quizzes, to pretty much everything. And I guess that in most industries, people are just fed up with this. They just want information, valuable information about the thing that they are looking for and they need about their pain points and problems. And they need it in a way that is not forcing them to take any further actions. I guess that the biggest shift nowadays is that we are moving from, a, let's say, a brand-based approach to an approach where humans, human beings and people are first. This is why you see big companies, for example, Drift is doing a great job with that. Big companies like Drift that use their employees, for example, LinkedIn profiles or Facebook profiles to promote their content, to promote their culture, to promote how their solution can help you overcome your pain points and problems. And I see that this shift where people are first is one of the biggest things that happens right now when it comes to content. And I believe that many companies uh, will follow and ultimately will we'll reach a point when, where people will be, you know, like the first one who promote the product and talk about the product and solve problems related to the product and so on. Yeah. So I would say that uh, people is the biggest uh, shift I see right now in uh, content, uh, Morgan. It's really interesting. When you mention that, it's kind of like you know, if you have a popular TV show that's on you know, Netflix or something and kind of putting more focus on the characters, right? Instead of the show itself. I remember hearing how ESPN over here in the States, they became really popular over the other broadcast companies or the other media companies who were covering sports because they promoted their employees 
in their marketing, in their commercials, right? Humor was and is a big thing for them. And they promote the personalities of their employees, of the anchors, of the sideline reporters. It allows people to bond with that person. Because at, at the end of the day, B2B, B2C, eventually you are going to be speaking to a person. If someone's going to buy something from a B2B company, eventually they're going to have to interact with a person at some point, whether it's to buy something initially or for support after they purchase, if it's like self-service SaaS, something like that. Eventually they're going to have to come in contact with another human. Um, yeah, what definitely are, agree. What are some ways that, um, let's say a company, if they want to kind of make this shift into going more, shifting from brand to more personal, but they kind of don't know where to start. What are some kind of key points to think about as they want to kind of shift that strategy that way? Yeah, sure. I would say that, first of all, they have to think of their values. They have to think of what their company stands for. The company's values can be a great starting point. Second, the culture, the company's culture. They have to promote this culture so that people get to see how things are done. And the third one, and most important, is to get the team into the game. Make sure that everyone knows that they can promote both the values and the culture, and of course the product ultimately, but the culture and the way a company does things through their social media outlets, through their personal blogs, if they have, and of course through word of mouth, in conferences, in meetups they attend. I guess that if you systemize that process, you can more easily scale it and you can start seeing results. But I guess that there has to be a strong basis and that basis have to be uh, values and uh, company's culture. Otherwise, there is no meaning about you know, going out and talking about the product the whole time. People don't want to hear about how awesome your product is or how uh, awesome your features are. People want to feel that other people have fun while creating a product, while working with the product, while trying to improve a product, and they are more willing to buy that product or subscribe for that product related to another one. So I guess that I would say, first of all, values. Second of all, companies culture. As soon as you make these things clear, then you have to get your team into the game. And then from there on, you can take it wherever you want, Morgan. Yeah, it sounds like really making it a part of your company's DNA or part of their your identity exactly, is yeah. the key. Awesome. Kind of uh, moving more into the technology aspect of marketing and sales uh, and even content and SEO, what sort of trends are you seeing in the marketplace when it comes to technology that companies are using or technology that's coming out that kind of makes this process more efficient or more effective? That's a nice question, Morgan. I would say that I see two main trends right now when it comes to marketing and sales technology. The first one is conversations. Everything becomes more conversational. Maybe because people want to take control of their online experience and starting a conversation is a way to do so. Or maybe because they feel the need to communicate, to feel that there is a human being in the other side of their screen. Whatever the reason, conversational marketing is huge right now. And it's a great opportunity for all B2B and B2C businesses that want to drive growth and sustainability through meaningful interactions with their prospects 
customers and audience in general. This is the first uh, thing I see. The second one is voice. Voice is becoming more and more important. And it is also related to the first point. Uh, but why is voice getting more and more important? Well, probably because once again, people have the need to communicate. Many times they need to tell what they need instead of just typing it. Again, whatever the reason, voice as a format and as a way to search and as a way to communicate is becoming more and more important for businesses. And I think that businesses that leverage it now, that it's still in the beginning, will be the, the ones that will take the most out of it. Yeah, absolutely. When you touch on those points, anyone who's ever used email and text messaging, which is pretty much everybody, think about how many text messages you open and respond to versus how many emails you open and respond to, right? Of course, yeah. just you know, when it comes to actually being in conversations versus kind of static email communication where it's more like, you know, you send a message, they send a message. It's, it's not dynamic like um, texting or, you know, conversational type engagements. And then uh, with voice, of course, you know, everybody's got an Alexa now in their home, right? And um, it's just faster to communicate with voice. Like me personally, I know I would rather just hop on the phone if it's something that's going to take more than like a few minutes to type over email. But yeah, in any case, yeah, I definitely see a lot of people using more voice messaging, whether it be on Skype or WhatsApp, and even um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn has a voice message feature in their um, direct messaging. Um, I, that... I think sooner or later, I think all of the major platforms will adapt. And uh, yeah, I think sooner or later, all of them will have such features. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You touched on B2B, you know, talking about conversational marketing and using voice. Are there any B2B companies in particular that are using this marketing technology? Like I know you mentioned Drift, but um, are there any ones out there that you or see are applying this in a very creative or effective ways? Sure. Honestly, I'm a huge admirer of Drift, of the way they're promoting content, of, of the way they, their product is helping people communicate with their prospects, customers, audience in general in a more direct way. And honestly, I see more, more and more businesses and even our clients, some of our clients adapt to this. And the great thing about that is that the results are pretty much immediate. You get immediate results because as soon as you have, for example, a chat, uh, online chat function on your website, someone visits your website, they can talk to you right there. I mean, you don't have to do anything else. There are many businesses, I cannot think of like a great example right now because I see it in pretty much any website, especially B2B, especially SaaS businesses that I'm visiting. And quite frankly, I like it. Uh, the one thing that I like more, uh, Morgan, is when a business would take the extra step and would personalize the content of the chatbot or you know, this chat window for every page you visit. And for example, if you visit the homepage, the messaging will be different. If you visit their pricing page, the messaging will be slightly different. Um, I really like that. And I think that it takes the user experience and the, the online experience in a whole new level, this kind of personalization through conversations, of course, and through content. And I really like it. And I, I really want to see 
where all this is going to go, both for marketing, but also for businesses in general and for customers, of course. As far as I'm concerned, they really enjoy this way, this instant way of reaching out to a brand and asking for help or asking a price, asking anything. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get uh, these days to get kind of turned off by contact forms. You know, I mean, everybody still has them and, you know, there's, there's nothing really wrong with them, but it's really nice to have that little chat bubble pop up when you just want to ask a quick question and get it answered fairly quickly. It definitely keeps people more engaged. I know it does, you know, when I'm engaging with live chat on someone's site or even if it's a bot. So absolutely. Can you tell us more about your business, your consulting practice? I know that content SEO is a focus, of course, but he kind of walk us through how you work with clients when someone begins engagement with you and kind of what your process is like. Sure, sure, Morgan. As I told you, I help uh, tech companies communicate the value of their product to the right audience and to their customers, of course. I believe that, as I mentioned earlier, we are shifting toward a more people and customer-centric approach in general. So when a client wants to work with me, it's essential for me to understand what their clients, their customers, or their users, depending on the product, um, believe of the product, what are their frustrations, what are the problems they uh, have to deal with on a daily basis, what are their pain points, what would they like the product to have uh, as a feature, what do they miss, what do they think of the price of the product. Um, in general, to go as deep as I can when it comes to creating, let's say, the customer avatar or the buyer persona, you can call it however you like. So I think that the first step I make is always try to understand how the user, the person who pays for that service feels while uh, using the service or uh, while doing other things in their daily lives. Um, I always, of course, start with a discovery phase, which depending on the business needs um, may last from, I don't know, two weeks to one month. Um, throughout this uh, phase, I try to identify needs to see what are the exact needs of my prospect, of my customer. And this is very important, Morgan, because as you may already know, many marketing and sales professionals are selling services without having identified needs first. This is just wrong. This is why I always start with the discovery phase. After the discovery phase and after I have completely understood uh, what is going on, what's the problem and what are the customers of my prospect, what is the, the audience that we're trying to reach and all these uh, important things, I present my solution to the customer. And if they want to, to make the investment and move on, we will sign up a contract and start working together. And that's pretty much it. I'm trying to be focused and be as close to my clients as possible. And for me, it's more important to help them only if I can than selling a service that I don't believe will, uh, will help them. Because I have many prospects coming to me and say, for example, and I had this problem, especially in the beginning when I stopped offering several services and focused on just a few people came to me and say that I need help with this and that. But 
throughout the discovery phase, I realized that this is not something you need right now. And if you think that you need it, maybe I'm not the person to help you with that. And so nowadays, I'm trying to be focused on the actual needs and pain points and help only if I think that this is what my prospect or client uh, needs. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Taking uh, a really holistic approach and making sure that you understand their needs completely and that you can give them not just what they want, but what they need. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to content SEO with B2B startups, what's the most common need or needs that they have regarding content and SEO? Okay, I think that most clients who come to me for two main reasons. The first one is to increase their traffic. And the second one is to increase the quality of the traffic. Both of them are important. And depending on the needs, depending on the industry, I provide them uh, with solutions. And always, once again, I'm focusing on their needs, on their problems. And if I see that I cannot be a good fit in, for, for a particular project, I will pass. As simple as that. But most of them have the need of either increasing the traffic or increasing the quality of the traffic because I've seen many times that there is a business that is going well, but the traffic, even though it has some traffic, the traffic is not converting. People who land on the website are not taking actions, actions that are meaningful both for the company and for them, for the visitors. And so it's important to identify which one of the two applies and which one of the two your prospect needs and offer them just that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Before we sign off here, is there any, are there any sort of tips or tactics you can give um, companies that are looking to get better with uh, content or get better with uh, SEO? Sure. I would say, because we mentioned uh, voice earlier, I would like to say a couple of things regarding voice. Voice is affecting uh, right now content and SEO. I mean, the way users search has started to change. Nowadays, users search the same way as they think. This is why we have a rise in long tail keywords that follow a more natural language. For example, if you want to compare email marketing service providers, you no longer search for email marketing service provider. It is more likely that you will search for something like, which is the best email marketing service provider for an SMB. Also, we can see the rise of voice in SEO from question keywords, like the one I just shared with you. People have questions and they no longer think uh, so much before doing a search. They just plug in the first thing that pops up in their mind and they click search. Now, the question is how can businesses take advantage of that trend? They have to optimize their content for voice. Just to be clear here, I'm not saying that they have to replace all the content or keywords they have with voice-based keywords or question keywords, but they can definitely create content pieces that are based on voice. This is what we've done with some of our clients, Morgan, and we got pretty decent results. Simply put, your content has to satisfy human curiosity. Again, as you, as you see, I'm always getting to people and what people think, what people want, what people need, what people have in their minds, what people are doing on a daily basis, the better you become at identifying these needs and addressing them by creating meaningful, meaningful content, the better the results uh, you will get. So if I had to say one tip, 
in this interview, I would say focus on needs and try to help people with their needs and uh, the thing that are actual problems for them. Outstanding. Great advice. Well, George, it's been great speaking with you today. I really appreciate you uh, joining me today. How can people uh, get in touch with you if they have a question or are interested in working with you? Sure. People can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Medium at Georgios Hasiotis. That's G-H-A-S-I-O-T-I-S-G-E-O-R-G-I-O-S. I post on LinkedIn and Facebook twice a week and occasionally publish content on Medium for big publications that are related to marketing and uh, entrepreneurship. You can also visit uh, our new website, georgioskaskiotis.com, which will be ready in a couple of weeks from now, since we are revamping it right now. And you can also visit a side project that we recently launched, contentheroes.io, and sign up for the beta list. That's a solution for SaaS businesses that want to conduct an, uh, a content audit to their uh, website. But if you want to reach out directly to me, just use LinkedIn or Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again so much for joining me today, George. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Morgan. Thanks for having Uh me. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.